The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Dr. Harry Barry has written a really fascinating new book, The Power Connection, Change Your Relationships, Transform Your Life. Harry, thank you very much for being with us again. As many times we've met you over the years. Not to be here. The first thing I want to ask you about, though, is the social brain, which is what you spend a lot of time writing about in this book. Why? Well, for me, the social brain is the powerhouse of all the social skills, you know, that we all take for granted, really. Social brain is, is, is taken tens of thousands of years. Like we, the, the modern, the most recent thing they feel, the modern, uh, you know, human brain is probably about 30,000 years old. It's not hundreds of thousands, as we thought, but about 30,000 years. And in the last, say, tens of thousands of years, our social brain has become gradually through language, you know, through different forms of language, uh, become more and more... Um, kind of automatic for us all so that we nearly take for granted and we've, we've the social brain consists of our uh, prefrontal cortex our limbic system our mirror neuron system which which kind of allows us to mirror in where people are at from a very subconsciously from an emotional point of view uh, and things like our spindle cells which I absolutely love our spindle cells are these extraordinary cells four times the size of the cells of the normal brain which which actually move at incredible speeds much much faster than normal cells in the brain and they're this they're the, they're the critical cells that allow us to make these lightning fast decisions about you know for example are we are we um if we meet somebody do we instinctively like them do we feel uneasy with them do we need to leave the conversation you know all those kind of social decisions that we and make all the time and does it allow us to do things like understanding tone for example yes, so exactly. it's not it's not just the words that people say, exactly. but the way they say them. It's the way that the same. For example, I can I can say the same thing, uh, with, and my nonverbal messages, which are half of my communication system. You know, what I mean? like we we all think that it's how we listen and how we converse, which are critical, which we might talk about, but our nonverbal communication is it's almost it's our social brain my social brain talks to your social brain when we're having a chat yeah and one level we're listening to what we're saying and we're conversing and at another level our eye contact our facial contact our body expression our hand movements our tone of voice all those things have been picked up by my social brain and they're deciding all the time is, is this okay does this seem in harmony do you know is this working which, which brings me to the social media era and the way we communicate via WhatsApp and text messages yes. and whatever. And the amount of times the misinterpretations that Absolutely. people have out of something that's written because they assume a tone out of it. Exactly. And and you see, the, 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 the social brain has taken tens of thousands of years. It's taken us about 20, 30 years to get our social media platforms up and out there. And we expect that uh, they will achieve the same result as our social brain, but they don't. So, for example, uh, how often, Matt, have you been totally frustrated? You've gone back forth, back and forth with emails and text messages and WhatsApps and all the rest of it. You pick up the phone and you talk to the human being and suddenly the problem is solved very quickly. Even better, you go and meet the person and you sit down with them and you work out whatever the issues are and you have them sorted out in five minutes, something that maybe t- took ages to do, which uh, brings media. us to one of the central themes of the book, which is very important with yeah. the way things have developed. You say in the past few decades, there have been three major challenges to the social yeah. brain and its key emotional connection skills. Yes, absolutely. Social media and technology, which we yeah. started discussing, the COVID pandemic and now the arrival of hybrid working, which has arisen because of the enablement of technology mm. and also the desire to avoid the COVID pandemic in the first place and yes. has created a new paradigm. How dangerous do you, or how 
much dangerous maybe is the wrong word, but how worried concerned and concerned are you yeah. by, by hybrid working? I, I am concerned, Matt. I, I think like a, a very important statement, this is not a question of either or, it's a question of both and. That's really important. We can't get rid of social uh, media and we can't get rid of hybrid working. They both are here to stay. But we have to understand that hybrid working comes with it with all the pluses and, uh, you know, the anti-commutes and the better quality of life in some senses. But it comes with it a lot of loneliness, a lot of spending too much time in our own and not as, a lot of lack of creativity, a lot of, you know, satisfaction. Why do we work at all, Matt? I know we work to, to earn a few bob, but we also work to have those social interactions, to have that kind of normal human interactions that nourishes and keep us going. And how often when we go into work, are we in bad form or something and we chat to somebody and we, ch- uh, and we have a few conversations and suddenly we're feeling much, much better about ourselves. And those human interactions are the key to human beings. And if we start start to remove them through a combination of social media, constantly using social media and WhatsApp and all the different uh, mediums that are out there. Plus, we spend a lot of time remote working. Uh, Some people have said to me that they now go into workplaces that are like ghost places. You know, where all I can see is remote working, remote working, up a sign on my computer, don't touch my computer. People in different parts of the the offices all working, theoretically working but not actually meeting. So we, we, we're going, the risk to uh, workplaces, and I think workplaces are going to very quickly begin to realise that they're losing something key here. And workplaces need to get these social skills. Uh, they need to start w- with their staff working on these social skills. Because if we start to lose them, they're like muscles, Matt. If we, if, we, if, we, if we don't use our muscles, they become atrophied. And if we stop using our social skills, these critical skills, which I talk about in the book, like listening, conversing, and uh, non-verbal cues, personal skills and people-to-people skills. But does hybrid working really only work for people at a certain stage in life? Perhaps when they've already had their growing up or their maturing yes. in the workplace, maybe now they have family, they don't want to commute, yes. they want to stay at home, but it doesn't necessarily suit, does it, younger people exactly. who need to meet people for their own social, social skills, uh, but also uh, to learn as they develop learn, their work. Exactly. How, how, can, how can you learn the, the, the you know, and I know that you started on the ground in most parts of life and you learned through all those around you who gave you little tips and, and it was all those face-to-face con- conversations and interactions. We're not getting that anymore. I've actually had people tell me about working with people they've never actually met. They've been actually working with them for a year. They've never met them face to face. They have no idea what that person is actually like in real life. And of course, all of this is going to meet a lot of loneliness. Uh, it's going to lead to increase in social anxiety. And we can, we can, we can, we can talk uh, a little bit about some skills in the book that would, would manage to get rid of your social anxiety, for example. Uh, but like all of these things are coming down the track to us. So if we ignore these social skills and the power of the social brain to create them, we're going to we're, we're setting up problems for ourselves in the future, especially with our younger people. Yeah, I want to get to the positivity. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. I do. Yes. I promise yeah. I do. But I just want to, and last thing, I know that there was a big emphasis during the COVID lockdown of getting the schools reopened quickly and keeping them open to keep children communicating, communicating. with each other. Yeah. But is it possible that in retrospect, despite the genuine concerns about the impact of the virus, and the amount of deaths it could cause, that we may have lockdown 
for too long from oh, a psychological I point of view? I couldn't agree more with you. I think so many people of, of older generations will tell you they're, they've lost so many friends. They've lost the ability to go out. They're slightly afraid to go out even still, even to this, even to this day. But more importantly, I think we lost those normal, social, everyday interactions. I think we're slowly but surely regaining them in that generation. But I worry a little bit more about the younger generations and I worry a little bit about the young generations beginning work, saying going to college beginning work, uh, that group, because I feel they're the ones that are not developing these skills. And remember, some of those young kids who went to school, that's where we learn these skills. We learn them to school and adolescents and early adult life. And I worry that we're, 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 not, we're not getting them. Let's go for the positive. So you right. have key tips to help people be able to converse comfortably in any social situation that they find themselves yes, in. Yes, I love this one. Do you know what I mean? So uh, pe- people, the first big thing that we have to do, Matt, is there are, we have two ears and one mouth. So the first thing we need to learn that listening is far more important than how we talk. Uh, and that to many Irish people is an antimate, you know what I mean? The, oh my God, I, you're, you're telling me I need to look at how I talk. But if we look at what are the problems in how we converse with each other, a lot of people, a lot of young people, Matt, think they're boring think they, the person themselves, are boring, uh, not realising that actually it's not the person, it's not them who's boring, it's the topic of conversation. And of course, the secret to a kind of good conversation is, is to take yourself out of the conversation. That sounds completely... How do you mean? In other words, you focus your attention totally on the other person. In other words, you, you focus in on what is of interest to them and you must show intense interest in their replies. And that is the secret to good conversation. That and another word that we are missing, Matt, and it's driving me nuts, is the word curiosity. We have stopped being curious. What's wrong with us? We are so, we're so distracted with every 15 seconds on our social media that we're learning to stop being curious. I just love talking to somebody I've never met in my life, finding out all their world, what's going on in their world, what's, 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 and that curiosity, of course, makes that conversation so interesting for us all. So it's learning to listen to silences, for example. Another thing, we, we're, we're terrified of silence. We run a mile from silence instead of learning that silence is a very important conversational tool. So learning to take ourselves away from the uh, centre of sh- learning how to, with our non-verbal messages, show that we're interested. How many people do you do you uh, listen to, Matt, who they're, they're, they're talking to you, uh, but as they're talking, they're looking over your shoulder? In other words, they're no more interested in what you're talking about. And that's the problem. We don't realise Are they looking for somebody better? Or they're looking for somebody more interesting in their life. I don't think they're very relevant. I better go now. That person's very interesting over there. I need to talk to them. And you know, what we're doing is we're losing those natural, normal skills. And these are the things that make us great conversations, great emotional connectors. This is what is great for your romance, great for your relationships, great in the workplace. that the better your relationship might be on the basis that if you're comfortable in silences with yes. somebody, that's when the relationship is better, that you don't yes. feel the need You don't to fill feel the, the need. If you really love somebody and you have a really good communication or even if you have a very close to somebody and you have very good communication, often you're quite happy in silence. You don't have to say anything because both people know where the other person's at. That's a form of emotional empathy, another wonderful skill, Matt, that we all need to practice. We all need to learn to get into the skin of where other people are at. But you seem to imply as well in the book that perhaps 
there's a generation becoming more self-obsessed. I Well, Matt, a very interesting thing, I think it was in 2016, a lady called Turkel in America found that was it there was a 40% reduction in empathy in university students. And I, that, that to me was a, that was a terrifying... How and why? Uh, the reason for that is because we have become, they have become more and more self-obsessed. Do you know what I mean? The, the more I spend time on social media, the more I worry about what other people think about myself, the less empathetic I am because empathy is the very opposite. Empathy is all about uh, meeting somebody from an emotional point of view and being able to have that conversation at an emotional level. That requires your listening you're listening properly, you're, li- you're actively listening, you're listening to the emotions being expressed by the other person and your mirror neuron system in the brain, which is part of your social brain, it's set up so that when you're talking to me, Matt, and we're having this really good conversation, my, when you make a, an interesting observation, my emotional brain is picking that up uh, and I, my mirror neuron system is mirroring that. What does that feel like in reality? So if you told me, for example, you were after uh, that one of your relations was dying with cancer, you know, and, and, and you were feeling very sad about that, my emotion brain would pick up that sadness and empathise with you. And it wouldn't just be a cold empathy. It would be a warm, loving kind of empathy. And that's real communication. That's real connection. And this is what we're missing. Uh, and that's what I worry about. We're not listening. We're not conversing. We're not empathising. Uh, we, 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 we're losing track of things like how to read a person. You know the way, Matt, we all have this skill of how do I read a person? How do I read the nonverbal cues? How do I sense whether this person is genuine or not? And when we get very good at doing that, our lives become a lot simpler. And, but one of the secrets, of course, of nonverbal cues is learning that our first impressions are nearly always wrong. Are they? That, that's a fascinating thing. We all think that, oh, my first impression was bang on there. And later on, you discover to your great surprise, God, I misread that totally. I now realise there was lots of other facets to that person that I, I didn't really realise at all. So we have to be, we have to learn to read our cues, but learn then the, the art of when to apply them, when to kind of follow our instincts in relation to it. Uh, and But the other thing about our social brain, our social brain is quite extraordinary in that it will pick up, if you're saying something, but your nonverbal language is saying something else, I will pick that up as false. Do you know okay, what I mean? Okay, there's one thing I'm going to ask you, which I don't think is covered in the book, but I think is related to this. People making connections that may not necessarily be good for them, yes. particularly across social media. Yes. And an awful lot of conspiracy theorists and whatever. Yes. And what you might even see as well at present with some of the people who are banding together as anti-immigrant yes. and who would have quite extreme views against vaccines and things like that. Is there a danger there that connection, you can have sort of misconnection Yes, as well, well you, you see, the problem with social media, social media is built on the platform that whatever you respond to, it will feed you more. So if it feeds you plus something, it'll feed you that. If you if you if you go negative, it'll feed you that. And the problem with that, whereas a human being, a human interaction is not like that. If you meet together face to face, you're much more likely to have a more balanced conversation. But I do agree with you that I I I mean there are so many risks to social media in the long run. I mean, there's so many positives that we have there to take out. There are positives. I mean, of course you keep there are in positives. contact with people. It's fantastic. I mean, I, I, I keep in contact with my, my son and my uh, uh, my uh, grandchild in, and, and my, uh, in America, in Boston, all the time through WhatsApp. So it's a wonderful medium, but it doesn't replace them coming home to us or us going to them and putting our arms around them and having a face-to-face conversation, a real conversation. Uh, uh, so social media is here to stay. 
Private working is here to stay, but human connections will outlive all of these things. And that's the sick. We need to improve our skills in those areas. And this book will maybe tell you how to do it. It will indeed. The Power of Connection. Change your relationships, transform your life. Dr. Harry Barry, it's been great having you back here again. Thank you very much for joining us. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.